Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. We got a loaded show for you today and in honor of my good friend, producer Jim from the radio shows here and our Texas friends. I've got the Whataburger mug today for the green tea. This is, uh, you know, green tea, man. It is an elixir for health. I love it. But what a burger. No, they are not a paid sponsor of the show. This is only for producer Jim. So there you go. Ode to my good friend, producer Jim, who had another good idea for a skit on the radio show. Um, if and when I get back to that. Big announcements today. A lot going on. Um, I want to announce President Trump will be back on the podcast. Yes, he will be back on Tuesday. It is Friday. This is the Friday show. Tuesday. What is the date on Tuesday? The 2nd, November 2nd. Don't miss that. President Trump back on the show. And be sure you check out my show, Unfiltered, uh, coming up Saturday night, tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Set your DVR if you can't watch it live. The monologue in the beginning is going to be flame. And I've got a Halloween thing. I think you're going <laughs> to, I think you're going to like. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. All right, Joe, it is Friday, so if you would. It's Friday! Yeah! All the way to very low put the cup down, yeah. man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't kidding. <laughs> Even Gee's like, whoa. All right. That was a lot. My man. So listen. Yeah, yeah I know. You and Gee become fun. We got the whole crew here. We got like every production member's ever been involved with Dan Bongino show content ever. Don't you dare, Joe, by the way. Ever. Ever. Mm. Jim, you or Gee either. Don't you dare challenge elections or speak out against vaccine mandates. Don't you do it. Because the left told you not to do it. As you know, we always take the left's orders. That's when we're not giving them the double-barreled middle finger and not taking their orders, which is every day of my life. Thank you. Now, mm-hmm. Yes, I just wanted to clear that up. Speak up, stand up, never, ever bend the knee. Sorry, the green tea gets me a little excited. There's a little bit of caffeine in there. And as you know, I am uh, the excitable type. Speak up. Stand up. Never, ever, ever genuflect. Do not bend the knee. Do not kneel before these leftist tyrants. Don't do it. Don't do it. Refuse to do it. Stand up and dance. It is time to dance right now. These people are frauds. They don't have an ounce of principle. I'm going to prove it throughout this show today. They have told us over and over, don't you dare talk about the 2020 election being stolen or rigged or anything like that. Well, that's interesting because something happened in Wisconsin yesterday you may have missed. And it's also even more interesting and fascinating because Terry McAuliffe, hack Democrat, Clinton Easter, running for the governorship of Virginia, one of the worst candidates I have ever seen. Well, he looks like he's preparing to challenge a Virginia election. You know what's weird about that? Joe, last time I checked, the election hasn't even happened yet. Not yet. Is that right? Yeah, not Not yet. yet. Thank you. Thank you. Fact check in the studio. Yes, they're all agreeing with you, Joe. The election's on (laughs) Tuesday. 
Now, so the election's on Tuesday, and Terry McAuliffe is already getting ready to challenge the election. So Fox News found out about this. I thought we weren't allowed to challenge elections. I thought that was... That's why you flip these people the double-barrel middle finger at all times. These people are full of... You get the point. McAuliffe's challenging an election that's not even over. Fox found out about it. Fox News story in my newsletter today. Team McAuliffe emails reveal an effort to kill this Fox News story. Virginia Democrat Terry McAuliffe's campaign raised eyebrows by spending nearly $60,000 to hire a high-profile attorney known for masterminding election-related legal challenges. <laughs> Election's not even over. When Fox News, listen to this, sent the campaign, the McAuliffe campaign, a request for a comment like, hey, daddy-o, you're hiring an election challenge attorney at $60,000. Oh, Mark Elias. Oh, the guy involved with the whole Fusion GPS and all that stuff. That guy. The McAuliffe campaign scrambled and they accidentally must have hit reply all and responded back to Fox News trying to, quote, how do we kill the story? <laughs> this is great. This is great. Don't you dare talk about stolen elections. Hey, how do we get this stolen election narrative and McAuliffe loses? Dude, the election's not even over yet. Doesn't matter. You better send Mark Elias a check. Get him on board. They've got the stolen election email. The Democrats ready to go out. But don't you talk about a stolen election. You'll be thrown off the air or whatever. Yeah, okay. Sure. I take orders from no one. Either do you. Get up off your knees. If you are, you leftist buffoons. You kneel before your government gods, you phony wussbags. You don't mean a damn thing you say. Why now are they panicking and hiring election lawyers to claim it was a stolen election, which we're supposedly not allowed to talk about? They're doing it because of this New York Post article, Virginia shocker. Latest poll, Glenn Youngkin's up, the Republican, up 8% over Democrat Terry McAuliffe in a new governor's race poll. It was a Fox poll. I don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday. But I tell you this, I saw something yesterday that leads me to believe Yunkin's in pretty good shape. We'll see. Please, 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 New Jersey and Virginia, please, please get out and vote. There is no excuse not to vote. President Trump himself sent out an email yesterday saying there's no excuse not to vote here. Please get out and vote. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm on the knee for that. I will bend the knee if you'll vote because it matters. Please vote. These people have no principles at all, these leftists. They're trying to claim it's a stolen election before the election's even over. I have no respect for these people at all, and you shouldn't either. One of my friends in the industry had tweeted out last night that, you know, if you're a radio host and you're calling the Democrats whatever, morons and imbeciles, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, right. You keep, you keep bending the knee and worshiping these idiots. I'm going to call them what they are. Jim, you all right? You going to make it? You got a hairball? Come on, you sure you're okay? Yeah, Jim's like, Jim, you don't have to leave. You can cough on a thing. You're not going to like bother the audience. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Jim's a professional. So he's sitting in the chair over there, Joe. He doesn't realize we have no fourth wall here, I guess. And he started to cough. So he's walking in the other room. You're not going to interrupt me. Don't worry about it. Nah. Just cough away. If it gets annoying, yeah, we'll tell you. I promise. Yeah, just get a hairball. Just show the whole audience. I'd love to see it if it comes out. 
So what really happened in the 2020 election? Because now that the Democrats are going to claim it's a stolen election in Virginia before the election's even over, which I find ironic, maybe we should talk about the 2020 election and all the things that went into rigging the 2020 election. Last minute changes of election laws, mass mail-in ballots, the attacks on Donald Trump, the hiding of Hunter Biden stories. Those were all things that would rig an election by any sane reading of it, right? So John Solomon has a nice summary also of some of the question marks still about the 2020 election, which you should be asking questions about because you're entitled to do it as a free American citizen. He has an article in my newsletter today called Narrative of a Perfect 2020 Election is Eroding as now Wisconsin becomes investigative ground zero. He goes over some other problems as well. I'll just highlight a few in the in the uh, article here about how state officials in Georgia have found evidence that in and its major voting uh, urban voting center, Fulton County, had significant problems administering the November election. So much so that state officials have begun the process of taking the county's election management management into receivership, removing local control for the 2022 election and beyond. Meanwhile, in Arizona, their audit continues to be felt as more than 50,000 ballots have been called into question and several matters have been referred to the Attorney General Brnovich for possible prosecution. Wait, I thought we weren't allowed to talk about any of this stuff. Notice, though, that just the news article, I just highlighted Georgia and Arizona, but the just the news article isn't about that. The just the news article is about Wisconsin. Wisconsin? What happened in Wisconsin? Well, the sheriff had a press conference yesterday. It was picked up by the local news. And here's what the local news, a Fox affiliate out in Wisconsin, had to say about a major 2020 election scandal out of nursing homes where it's alleged that one person voted who was dead and other people voted whose family said they were incapable of voting because they were significantly cognitively impaired. So how did they vote? Kind of weird, right? Here's the local Fox station out there. Check this out. The sheriff calls it a complex investigation, nearly a year in the making. It centers on one nursing home in Racine County, and that's where our Jason Calvi picks up the story for us. Jason? Yeah, Ted, we're talking about a resident who died in October of 2020. Her name was Shirley, and she did vote in the November presidential election. Now, her daughter filed a complaint alleging that her mother with diminished mental capacity was taken advantage of. Now, the sheriff's department did investigate. They used search warrants and interviews with staff and families of this nursing home, Ridgewood Care Center. The investigator, a sergeant, says 42 people at this home voted in the presidential election when normally it's roughly 10. Now, of those 42 who voted, families of eight said their loved ones didn't have the cognitive ability to vote. Judy quite astutely asked, are are you telling me that if my mother could only recall JFK, that the staff would have voted Democrat for her? And uh, the answer was yes. Nothing to see here, folks. So uh, we can challenge the Virginia election that's not even over yet. If you're a Democrat, you can hire election lawyers with questionable pass, I'd say, to say the least. Hire them for $60,000 a pop getting ready for that stolen election now. That is A-OK if you're a Democrat. But if you have actual evidence of voter fraud in swing states, you better shut your mouth. Shut that pie hole. Well, we won't shut up and we won't bend down and we will not bend the knee. We will not genuflect. We will not kneel before you. We will not bow. We will not hip hinge and bow in front of you. Not today, not tomorrow, not next week. And next year doesn't look good either. So the local sheriff, who appears to have an open and shut case of what appears to be voter fraud, 
The local sheriff gave a press conference yesterday. He said something interesting. The sheriff said that he gave the information to the attorney general's office in Wisconsin, and they weren't interested. I wonder if Terry McAuliffe sends his information to the Virginia attorney general's office about a, a stolen election that hasn't even happened yet. If they would entertain him for an audience, I'm sure they would. He's a Democrat. He's a protected class. Here's the sheriff yesterday saying, yeah, I gave the information to the AG's office. And shockingly, we don't seem to get a response from that. Kind of weird, right? Check this out. We've been in conversations. Uh, we will continue to have conversations. Uh, I think the sheriff has called for what is much more appropriate, and that being a statewide investigation. The sheriff has offered uh, my documents, my reports, to the attorney general's office. They chose not to accept those reports. When was that? Uh, that was earlier in the year, say Marchish or something yeah. like that. And, and, but what, we're extending our offer again. I, I, would, I don't want to speak uh, for you. Absolutely. Uh, we, we've done it before. We, uh, uh, the Attorney General and his staff, uh, we spoke with them on a conference online and we explained the investigation that was unfolding because I, I felt, as we are probably all thinking today, that this is going to turn into a, a statewide investigation. So I wanted to bring them on board early on. Um, I offered um, all of our investigative reports uh, that we had nothing to hide. You can have all these reports, take a look at them for your review. I even offered, uh, I think everyone in this room would agree that, that uh, Sergeant Llewell has certainly has uh, some talents here and is uh, sort of a, a, I would call him an expert in, in, in what he's uh, accomplished here, but he certainly has done a lot of heavy lifting. And I offered to send him to Madison to assist their investigators to see what we've unfolded and sort of better explain it. Uh, that offer was declined. Uh, and they decided that they didn't want our investigative reports, that there was nothing to see here. So just to be clear, according to the leftist hack goons in the mainstream media and their liberal totalitarian tyrant acolytes, you're not allowed to talk about election malfeasance. But the left can preemptively talk about an election being stolen before it's even happened and can still talk about the 2000 election being stolen by Bush and the 2016 election being stolen by Putin. You understand where this goes? You know, Joe and I have been doing this show for a long time, and one of the things I have harped about from the beginning, from the first episodes on, you can go back and listen. I think the original episodes are on SoundCloud. I encourage you to do it sometime. Once you allow the left and totalitarians to set a perimeter around what the bounds of acceptable speech are based on their rules. Ladies and gentlemen, then all is lost. You don't have to be in an actual prison. You're then in a mental prison where you see the truth on the other side of the fence, but you're afraid to call out. Because if you call out, you're afraid they'll come for you next. Well, if we all start calling out for the truth at the same time, they can't stop us all. We have to act. We have to act with fidelity with fidelity to the principles that matter, regardless of the consequences. We will continue to speak about the 2020 election as information comes out, and the more they try to shut us up, the louder we will scream. You have my word on that. I want you to just keep in mind before we move on to the next story, another story you're not supposed to talk about, the vaccine. You are only supposed to say how wonderful it is. Genuflect in front of it, hip hinge and bow. We will not bow. We will not bow. But I was going to say is, on Wisconsin, how many nursing homes are in Wisconsin? How many different nursing homes did this happen in? Those are questions that media and honest, fair media would be interested in. Maybe one of these days we'll get one. We don't have one now.
All right, folks, uh, got a lot going on. Let me get to my second sponsor, but next, uh, coming up, we got the uh, story about a, a scientific research study on the vaccine from a respected scientific outlet prior to the coronavirus outbreak. But the left loves this outlet. They use it for messaging. They tried it with the Wuhan virus. Now, all of a sudden, there's a study about the vaccine, and you're not hearing much about it. It's very strange. We do science on this show, facts and data. You can come here for facts and data, I promise. More on that. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. As I said before, never ever bend the knee in front of the in front of the false gods that the left puts in front of you. You don't worship golden calves here. We don't. We don't. We stand before the truth. We will scream the truth. We will call out to it at all times, regardless of the penalties. I don't care. You know about my ongoing fight with Cumulus with the vaccine mandates. I will not be on the radio again today. The fight still goes on. As I said the other day, it's not pretty. But I'm doing my best here, folks. I've been burning hours and hours each day on this. I owe it to you. I'm doing my best. I got a question coming up. Well, I, someone asked me who else has been joining me in this fight. and There are a lot of people kind of behind the scenes that have been joining me in the fight. But I wish some more would get out ahead of it in front of the scenes. It would help a lot. Why am I standing up? I'm standing up because I have a position. I have a microphone and I have the means to fight back. But ladies and gentlemen, not everyone does. You know, not everyone can afford to take a year off of work. Some people can't afford to take a week off of work. And they're being forced to get this vaccine too. Many who have natural immunity and many who, as we've seen, may not need it due to that natural immunity. Here's a bunch of NYPD Firefighters, EMS workers, first responders, city employees in New York at a press conference yesterday standing up and refusing to bend the knee to their totalitarian false gods on the left, telling them that their body is not theirs. It's a war to the state. It is not. Hat tip to these brave people right here. Check this out. Today, we stand united on one cause. Firefighters, fire officers, EMS, fire dispatchers, others, affinity groups of the FDNY, sanitation, DSNY, NYPD, my brothers and sisters, we want common cause to stand for freedom to choose. And the rebellion spreading, folks, join today. Water's warm. Come on in. This is overseas in France where people protesting vaccine passports have been going into stores, demanding them, filling up carts, leaving them at the counter and leaving. Check this out.
Ladies and gentlemen, just as with the election segment we just did prior, the left is trying to set the perimeter about the bounds of what you're allowed and what you're not allowed to say. Smash through that fence like it's not even there. Flip them off and say, I will speak. I will speak the truth. The truth shall set you free, and I will not be stopped regardless of the consequences. This was an article I saw this morning, an actual article in an outlet called Media Post. This is not fake. This is not the Babylon Bee. Media Post about the media. The media who are supposed to be allies in the fight for truth, who become nothing but wards of the state and totalitarian propagandists. An actual article here. Rob Williams, Media Post. Most read stories about vaccines can be misleading. Really? I want you to read how they try to silence you from speaking out. This quote from the piece was stunning. I had to read it twice, say to myself, is this satire? This is from an article. They write about the media who are supposed to be fearless truth tellers from Media Post. Misinformation about vaccines has become a significant issue for health officials whose credibility also has been questioned amid conflicting guidance about face masks, herd immunity, and family gatherings. The news media can add to the confusion with cautionary stories about vaccines that end up being shared on social media. (laughs) So just to be clear, this is a a, a media outlet, media post that covers the media who are supposed to be truth tellers that are now saying to other media people, don't you share articles that could make people hesitant about the vaccine Even if they're true? No, it didn't say that, Dan. Oh, the piece goes on. Don't worry. Yeah, that's exactly what it says. It goes on. Among the most alarming headlines in the top 10 list were boys more at risk from Pfizer jab side effect than COVID, suggests study by The Guardian. Here's another headline media post found troubling. 13-year-old dies in sleep after receiving Pfizer vaccine. CDC investigating. That's by Newsweek. Here's another headline media post found troubling. Third person dies in Japan after receiving contaminated Moderna vaccine. That was an ABC News story. Listen to this up next. Listen to this. This is not a joke. The stories may be accurate and fact-checked, but their higher levels of engagement suggest heightened anxiety about the vaccine among, among readers. It's possible the stories are being shared on social media among anti-vaxxers to reinforce their agenda. Politically divisive content tends to see higher engagement on platforms like Facebook and Twitter. That is a real line in a media outlet. So the stories are accurate. They've been, quote, fact check means nothing. There's no fact checkers out there, opinion checkers. But admits, the guy admits in the piece. The stories are accurate, but definitely don't share them because we don't want the truth out there because then people would make their own decisions. And if they make their own decisions, it may not be a, a politically palatable narrative for us because we're totalitarian monsters. This looks like something, I'm not kidding, out of the freaking Soviet Union, out of Pravda. These stories are accurate, but don't you dare share them. We'll be knocking on your door next. That's an article in Media Post. The stories are accurate, but don't tell people about them. And you, thank you. I was waiting. Thank you. Gigi's brought to attention as he always does when he hears it. That, of course, is the beginning of the Soviet National Anthem. I was waiting. I didn't want to say anything. I was waiting. We needed the Soviet National Anthem intro. This is unbelievable. These are supposed to be truth tellers. 
telling other media people to censor stories because the American people are too stupid, never realizing that the de facto outcome of that is that the American people then don't trust you with stories because they think you're censoring stories and think the vaccine is even more dangerous. They don't get any of that because these people are idiots. Yes, idiots. The radio host doesn't want me to say that. Let me say it again. Imbeciles. Here's a study with the Lancet. Again, folks, science. We do science here, right? Here's the damn science right in front of your face. Cumulus and the New York City, other places around the world. Joe Biden that want to institute a vaccine mandate for people who may not need it. Lancet. I thought they loved Lancet. Well-respected scientific journal, right? Remember that debacle with the Wuhan lab? I thought the left loved Lancet. Here's a study. This is in my newsletter. Please read it and spread it around. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Bongino.com slash newsletter. The newsletter's free. We don't charge anything. We don't, we're not going to spam your inbox. This will be there today. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Just click follow. Here's the study. Community transmission and viral load kinetics of SARS-CoV-2 Delta variant and vaccinated and unvaccinated individuals in the UK. A prospective longitudinal cohort study. Basically studied how vaccinated people and unvaccinated people passed the Delta variant of SARS-CoV-2 around. Thank you. Here were the results. Vaccination reduces the risk of Delta variant infection and accelerates viral clearance. Okay, that's good to know. Science, folks. But here's the next part. Nonetheless, fully vaccinated individuals with breakthrough infections have peak viral loads similar to unvaccinated cases and can efficiently transmit infection in household settings, including to fully vaccinated contacts. Host virus interactions early in infection may shape the entire viral trajectory. There's a damn science right in your face. So explain to me how people with breakthrough infections with the vaccine can be efficient transmitters to other or even vaccinated people. Please explain to me the science about why you're demanding then that people with natural immunity and other health concerns get this vaccine. I'll wait. I'll wait. Cumulus, I'll wait. I'm assuming you're all epidemiologists at the higher levels of cumulus. I'm sure you can explain to us why. The NYPD, Bill de Blasio, noted medical doctor. Can you explain to me a good scientific reason then why you would do that? He makes a good point, Joe. <laughs> Folks, go look at the study and screenshot it now. It'll mysteriously be retracted probably by tomorrow. Well, did you ever notice that? Yeah. Joe, whenever we highlight a story on the show, remember the mask study disappears yeah. the next day? Yeah. Remember that? Weird how that happens. You can't handle the truth. We know, Jack. We know. I met him once at the U.S. Open. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was working at the U.S. Open tennis tournament. He was very nice. I went outside. He just got done filming that movie, Wolf, which was pretty awful. But uh, I asked if I could shake his hand, and he was like, be careful, kid. My hands are uh, getting a little old. And I, I did. I was, you know, I was young back then. I, thought Hollywood, I didn't realize Hollywood people were all leftist buffoons. I don't know Jack's politics. I'm not insulting him personally. But, you know, when you're a kid, you kind of look up. These yeah, I met, uh, when I worked at the U.S. Open, I met him, and then uh, I met Kenny Rogers one time, too. Kenny Rogers. Who oh, was, yeah. Uh, he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. Love the gambler, still one of my favorite songs. All right. Um, I got a just the news article too, and then I'm gonna get to my third sponsor. And then coming up next, 
Tucker Carlson nailed it last night. Of, of all the outrageous, like stick a fork in my eye so we don't have to read this story again, crazy stories we have seen during the Biden administration. I am not kidding when I tell you this one is by far the craziest. So much so that candidly, if I hadn't read it in the Wall Street Journal, I would have thought this has got to be a joke. Unfortunately, it's not. Um, just one more thing and we'll get to Thursday. So just the news, by the way, is an article. Here's more damn science. The damn science. Here it is on coronavirus. Florida's path from worst to first in COVID metrics raises questions about pandemic restrictions. So just to be clear, everybody was attacking Florida and Ron DeSantis. Oh my gosh, you don't have mask mandates. You don't have vaccine mandates. You guys are all going to die. We now have the lowest per capita infections in the country. Lowest. That's the lowest for the, for the left. That means at the bottom. That means we're 50 out of 50, Florida. That's a good thing. You want to be the lowest. You don't want a lot of infections. There were leftists listening, so I have to go very slow and be delicate. I'm very sorry. Yet Florida didn't have mask mandates or vaccine mandates. So the left that doesn't understand correlation, causation, or anything like that, they should start to say to themselves, well, we have vaccine mandates in these other states that are exploding in coronavirus cases, so the money ball rules should apply. He's a good hitter. Why doesn't he hit good? Well, if masks and vaccine mandates work, then why aren't masks and vaccine mandates working? The left will never ask those questions because they're morons. Yeah, I said. I had to take a breath because this is one of those stories you want to erupt, but you don't want to lose. The focus should be on the story. This is bar none. The craziest story I have heard this, uh, thus far, this election cycle. And it's becoming clear to me by the day. Remember the, what, I've, what I've told you repeatedly over and over again? That the most dangerous people, the most dangerous people out there are people with nothing to lose. People who have a lot to lose do a risk-reward calculus. They do a net present value calculus for all of you MBA students out there. Where they say, given my future actions, if I do these things, will it come out and be a net positive or net negative? They may not know they're working an internal spreadsheet, but they are. When you decide to do something, you weigh a risk-reward. If, if everything's been taken away from you, so there's nothing to risk anymore, then the upside to people having nothing to lose is the reward is fighting back. But that works both ways. And I'm convinced right now that the Biden administration has figured out all is lost. They've lost the country. They've lost the economy. They've lost the border. They've lost the foreign policy argument with China. They figure it's now pretty much over. So Biden wants to go out like FDR. He's probably not going to run for re-election. So I think at this point, again, the rule works both ways. He has nothing to lose, so he is going for it. This is the craziest story I have read in eons. Wall Street Journal. United States is in talks to pay hundreds of millions of dollars to families separated at the border. The government is considering payments of $450,000 per person affected by the Trump administration's zero-tolerance policy in 2018. Oh, this gets better. The Biden administration's in talks to offer immigrant families that were separated during the Trump administration around $450,000 a person, $450,000 a person in compensation. According to people familiar with the matter, as several agencies worked to resolve lawsuits filed on behalf of parents and children. 
who say the government subjected them to lasting psychological trauma. I will be covering this on my Fox show, right? I just rewrote the whole opening monologue on Unfiltered tomorrow night because I'm beyond pissed off about this. And you know how I just inter- I, I interrupt my own show and then we go back to regularly scheduled programming? That's going to happen tomorrow night, too. I just rewrote the whole thing because it's, they're not getting away with this. So you bust your ass. You work, you get dirt under your fingernails. You're in our military. You're an engineer. You're a pilot, cop, fireman, EMT, paramedic, corrections officer, patrol officer, electrician, carpenter, plumber, HVAC, landscaper. You're busting your ass every day. You have to give the government 20, 30, 40% of your money. In many cases, they do nothing for you. Nothing. The government does a, not a damn thing for you. If you're lucky, they pick up your garbage twice a week. They do nothing. And you have to give them money to pay off people who came here illegally in, in, in plain-faced, in, in, in straightforward violation of our rules. You now have to pay them off and give them four hundred and fifty thousand dollars a person while your bank account's going to get spied on they left our people behind in afghanistan you're subjected to a vaccine mandate your social security's been spent away medicare's broke and we are paying off people who entered the country illegally with four hundred and fifty thousand dollars if this story doesn't slice you wide open You've lost all, you've lost, you're just, you're gone. I'm sorry, you're gone. If this doesn't bother you, there's no saving you. There's no saving you. This is how far gone we are now in this country. Here's Tucker Carlson last night highlighting this massive middle finger to America by the Biden administration. Take a look at this. No matter what happens going forward, and God knows what that'll be, this story will live forever as the high watermark of political lunacy. Mark your calendars. It's October 28th, 2021. This is the day that things couldn't possibly get nuttier. And here it is. According to a piece in this afternoon's Wall Street Journal, the Biden administration has decided to pay reparations to illegal aliens. In other words, foreigners who came here without invitation, who came in willful violation of legal statutes passed by our Congress per our Constitution, those people are about to get a groveling apology and huge amounts of cash. Why? Because our government dared to enforce its own laws, which now apparently is immoral. You know, my wife, other people around me, some people here today, they did it the right way. They wanted to come here. They love this place. My wife came here. She went through hell to get here. Her mother worked her ass off to get here. Never took a dime of government benefits. My wife sat there for years. Went through interrogations at the Baltimore ICE office. My wife is a successful web developer. Has added nothing but value to this country. She's never taken anything. And she raised her right hand in that citizenship ceremony. And I I got a tear in my eye. Watching all those people who did it the right way. Can you imagine what a slap in the face to them and every single legal immigrant in this country that they went about it the right way, costing them a fortune, costing them time, costing them money, blood, sweat, and tears. And yet people who flipped this country off walked across the border and said, take your rules and shove them up your caboose. 
are now going to get payouts from those same people's tax dollars who raised their right hand and did it the right way. This country's falling apart. The people in charge are a disgrace. They've embarrassed us. They've humiliated us. Fidelity and loyalty to the Constitution and a set of principles mean nothing to them. I can't emphasize enough the importance of turning yourself from a citizen into an activist right now. This place can still be saved, but there's not a lot of time left. (sighs) Folks, the people we're dealing with, you have to understand, have no principles. I've made that a focus of today's show. Whether it's stolen elections, vaccine mandates, science, these people have no dignity and no principles at all. Even when it comes to women, kids, sexual assaults, they have no principles at all. Do you see this story? So remember the Democrats mantra. They keep telling us trying to, I say Democrats because it's weird how they try to lecture conservatives about sexual assault as if we need lecturing as if we don't have wives and children too. I love how they do that as if we don't know. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you for lecturing. And what they say all the time is you better get it through your head. No means no. And women must be believed. Again, as if we need lecturing from a bunch of anti-women losers. They can't stand women. the left. So apparently no means no for the left, the principal left, except if your dad speaks out at a school board meeting against liberal school boards. That no means nothing at all. No, come on, Dan. I thought women must be believed. Not if your dad speaks out at school board meetings. This is an actual article by Michelle Goldberg, who should resign immediately at the New York Times. The right's big lie about a sexual assault in Virginia. Talks about the case in Loudoun County of the young lady who was sexually assaulted in a bathroom by a boy wearing a skirt. And she has some interesting takes on this, Michelle Goldberg, who should have resigned yesterday after this disgraceful article. She says Smith's daughter testified that she'd previously had two consensual sexual encounters with her attacker in the school bathroom. On the day of her assault, They'd agreed to meet up again. The evidence was that the girl chose that bathroom, but her intent was to talk to him, not to engage in sexual relations. The prosecutor whose office uh, prosecuted the case told Michelle Goldberg, the boy, however, expected sex and refused to accept the girl's refusal. As the Washington Post reported, she testified, he flipped me over. I was on the ground and couldn't move, and he sexually assaulted me. I I thought no meant, meant no. Michelle Goldberg just wrote in the piece that the girl refused to have sex with this guy. The guy wouldn't accept the no for an answer, assaults her. And Michelle Goldberg, who should resign in disgrace, this grotesquity of a human being, is now suggesting that somehow the right's big lie? Tell me again how these people give a damn about you, your kids, your daughters, sexual assault, women, anything. Please tell me one more time. Just remember, for the left now, Michelle Goldberg in the New York Times, the new rules are no means no unless your dad speaks out at a school board meeting. Then it's open season. It's hard to believe we're living in a dystopian nightmare. Here's one more before we get to questions for Dan, a little lighter note. But this is uh, just proving to you one last time how the Democrats have no principles at all. The purpose of this show is to present to you data on the vaccine mandates, on what happened in Wisconsin on how the left, whatever they tell you is false, it's made up. 
Here's Joe Biden yesterday, again, with his tax the rich spiel, whispering like a total weirdo. As I said in the beginning of the show, Jim got a nice idea. Another skit for the radio show out of this one. Here is Joe Biden whispering like the creepy is yesterday to the rich again to pay their fair share, despite the fact that the top 10 percent of taxpayers pay 70 percent of the income taxes, despite only earning 40 percent of the actual income. Joe Biden knows that he's a liar. He's a grotesque, corrupt human being, a rotting bag of filth in the White House who lies to you at every single opportunity. Here's this goofball now has never paid a fair share in his life because he's a grifter loser who him and his family, uh, Hunter Biden specifically, have never worked for a damn thing. Not a damn thing. Here's the grifter in chief right here. Pay your fair share. Check this loser out. I want everyone to be able to, if they want to be a millionaire or billionaire, to be able to seek their goal. But all I'm asking is pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. Pay your fair share. And right now, many of them are paying virtually nothing. This guy can go stick it up his caboose. I'm sick of the lectures from this grifter loser, the big guy taking 10% from Hunter Biden, his, his sex tape making artist, uh, artist with an air quote son. Pay your fair share. This guy's filth. This guy's filth. He's been a grifter and a liar and a plagiarist his entire life. I worked my ass off to get where I am. I don't owe you squat. I don't owe you a damn thing anymore. I will pay for our military, our federal government's courts, our law enforcement, and our local states, and at the local level, our roads. I don't owe you squat. I don't owe you squat, you grifter loser. And you don't even mean tax the rich, pay your fair share. You only mean tax the rich that don't vote for you. Come on, Dan. The liberals have always been for taxing the rich. They have? Look at this article at the Wall Street Journal from yesterday. Democrats consider, consider tax cuts for high earners in New York, New Jersey, and California. Oh, they do? They do? Joe, what do those three states have in common? New York, New Jersey, and California. Uh, they vote. Yeah. Hold on. Think about it. Take a minute. I know it's. it's Damn it, they're all blue, dude. They're all blue. blue Thank you. Blue. Thank you. Is your, they're blue. They're so blue. They're dark blue venturing on like venturing into like the black there. That's how blue they are. That's how dark blue they are. Like, is that a shade of blue or black? What is that? That's how blue they are. So just to be clear, Democrats are considering tax cuts and reinstituting a deduction for the rich in those states. I thought they wanted to tax the rich. Yeah, they do. Just not the rich that vote for them. I thought they had principles. You're an idiot if you think that. You're an idiot. I'm sorry. These people are losers. They don't care about science and the vaccines. Only science that, forf- uh, that, that, that uh, excuse me, uh, propagandizes their narrative. They don't care about stolen election narratives. When it's them, when it's you, they want you put in jail. Biden again repeated another false line yesterday. I've debunked on this show six different ways from Sunday about how these 55 companies that earned money somehow got over on the tax bill, got over on the tax bill. Here, check this out. Last year, the 55 most profitable corporations in America, 55 of them, paid zero, zero in federal income tax on about $40 billion in profit. Because Biden's a grifter loser and a rotting bag of filth. Biden doesn't have the dignity to tell you the truth about why those 55 companies paid the tax bill they did. 
So again, because we do facts here, it's a purpose of the show. I promise I will not waste your, yeah, I rant a lot and I call out leftist hacks who lie to you, but I do it for a reason because the truth is out there and this isn't the damn X-Files. The truth is out there. It is up to us to know more than these idiots on the left. There's a reason those companies had low tax bills. Here it is. Hat tip my fact checker, Matt Palumbo. The claim about these 55 companies is from a 2020 study. Going through the list, six of those companies paid no tax because of federal research and development credits they qualified for. In other words, the law. Most of the energy companies on the list benefited, benefited from tax breaks for, for renewable energy. Those are liberal tax breaks. Also, the CARES Act had temporary provisions aimed at keeping businesses afloat. CARES Act's provisions to carry back losses from 2018 or 2019 to offset profits they reported in prior years resulted in a rebate that reduced their 2020 taxes. Every Democrat in the Senate voted for that. This only existed in 2020. These people are full of... Do you understand? So basically what you're saying here is that a bunch of companies who paid no taxes, paid no taxes because of laws you passed on tax breaks, renewable energy credits, liberals wanted, and the CARES Act during the coronavirus, which allowed every company in America that followed these same rules to carry back losses. So because they followed your rules, you now go out and give a speech embarrassing them at the White House. Why? Because that's who Joe Biden is, a grifter, a loser, a corruptocrat, a disgusting human being that occupies this White House without an ounce or shred of dignity to him. That's why. Pay your fair share, just not if you vote for us. By 55 companies got over. On the laws you passed? Yeah, the laws we passed. And every one of you voted for it? Yeah, that too. Okay, we had great questions this week. This week, we did something different. I have a quick ask. Um, I, I try to keep my ask to a minimum, but if you wouldn't mind, please go to the app store, wherever you get your apps, download locals, locals.com. You can also go to locals.com, follow there on your desktop, locals.com, locals.com slash Bongino is my site. Um, it's, it's a, listen, it is a way for me to connect directly to you. Some of the material is subscriber only. I did a riff last night on... <laughs> If you go to my locals account, please download the app. I'm asking for a personal favor, if you wouldn't mind. Um, we took the questions on my locals account last night. Just go to locals, set up an account. It's just just post post the questions. Super simple, right? I have uh, I think sixty thousand followers in it. Uh, but I did some uh, riff last night on carbs at night because I had just eaten spaghetti and meatballs with Jim at this place Renato's down the block, which is really great. And I try not to eat too many carbs at night. So I did a little like three minute riff on my take on carbs at night <laughs> and, and uh, people seem to like it. So check that out. Locals.com slash Bongino or just locals.com to set up an account and download the app. Thank you. All right. Questions. Number one, Dan, what's the real reason, reason behind Mark Zuckerberg's rebranding of Facebook? That's by M. Rayfeld. Uh, the fallout from the fake whistleblower. They're looking to distract. Remember the BP oil spill? Remember what they, uh, they rebranded BP to Beyond Petroleum after that? Companies do this all the time. They're, it's an effort to change the narrative from the fake whistleblower onto something different. The Facebook changed their name. The, uh, not the, 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 the actual social media site's going to stay the same, the same name. But they changed their big company name to Meta after the Metaverse. So pretty simple. They're just trying to rebrand and get you off the fake whistleblower topic. All right, question two. 
Hey, Dan, are there many Secret Service agents that are also being benched? They're talking about the vaccine mandate. Who is this by again, Guy? Oh, this is Mamo Hatch. Okay, I know he had us. So, uh, yes, I've received some communications from people. I'll just leave it at that. There are a number of Secret Service agents that are furious. There's some pending legal action. Many of them got sick working through the pandemic. They now have natural immunity. They are furious. I'll just leave that one there. But the answer is yes, there are many. I feel like they're being thrown under the bus. Third, hey, Dan, the political climate has probably changed since you last ran. Do you entertain running for public office again, or have you found your home on podcasting to affect change? Gravitas 2012. Okay, cool. Um, you know, it's a good question. I was conclusive. I was never, ever, ever, ever. I think I said it, Joe, what, like a thousand times? Ever, 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 ever going to run for office again. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. I mean, things do change. I candidly never thought it would get this bad. I promise you I have no plans anytime in the future to do that. But uh, I'm not sure it's for me. I, I don't know. I, I, like I said, sometimes you ask God for answers and the answer is no. And uh, I lost, folks. I ran. I mean, I lost. There's no, I'm not, uh, you know, embarrassed about it. I'm happy I stood up. I ran three times. I did my best, came close once, came within one point of a seat in Congress, but, you know, horseshoes and hand grenades, right? So um, I don't know. It's a good question. I don't like to take questions where I don't have an answer, but I thought I get that a lot. So I figured I'd just address it. Um, next one. Hey, Dan's my sat buddy, 2203. What's the difference between having to take vaccines in grade school, polio, smallpox versus mandating the COVID vaccine? Need help explaining this to my not so conservative wife. That's a great question. Um, number one, there are a number of vaccines kids take and a number of vaccines they don't. Why? Because there are different viruses and different threat levels. Obviously, the threat from polio and smallpox to a young child is far greater than the threat from coronavirus. You should ask your not-so-conservative wife, why doesn't your local school demand that your child take a vaccine for typhoid? Why? I have it. I had to take it in the, uh, uh, in the Secret Service for typhoid. No, I didn't have to. I took it voluntarily. I'm sorry, with a yellow card. There were some you could get and some you... I chose at the time because I was going overseas to a place I didn't want to take the risk. They didn't force us on it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to misspeak there. But they're different viruses. Why should they have to take a, your child, number one, if they may have had it already, and number two, if the risk to them is infinitesimally small? Why not make them take a vaccine for Ebola, too? Because the risk is almost nonsensical, along with typhoid. So they're different viruses, number one. Number two, these vaccines have a long profile. They've researched them for years. Three, you have options. You can homeschool your kid. That's not what's happening with these vaccine mandates. They're so broad-based, no one can escape. Good question. I don't mean to, I'm sorry, I don't mean to yell at you. I just, I tell your wife, ask her that question. Why don't we, why, you know, so different vaccines, they're different viruses. They have to get vaccinated against polio. Yeah, polio could paralyze them. The high likelihood of that. That's why. Not to mention that there's the safety profile. We don't know yet. We haven't seen the long-term effects of the coronavirus vaccines. Okay, next question. Sorry, a little fired up about that, given my current circumstances. Here's a good one. With all the working out and martial arts you've trained in over your lifetime, do you ever have any regrets considering the punishment your body has taken? Yeah, I do. 
I was over in a stretch zone yesterday. They do this like, it's like yoga, but you don't have to do anything. They stretch you. Gee, you haven't been back in a while, right? Yeah, I went yesterday. I, I did an hour session. So um, yeah, I have a lot of regrets. And if I could go back and change things, I would have started taking collagen very early. Collagen peptides with vitamin C. There isn't a single over-the-counter supplement that, done, that has done more to make my life less painful than collagen. I think if I would have taken it since I was a kid, my joints would be in a far better, uh, far better shape. I would also focused on better nutrition. And I will say most importantly, I would have focused like a laser on sleep. When you get older, you realize the critical importance of deep sleep, not just sleep, but deep sleep. It cleans out the brain. It refreshes your muscles. It rebuilds your body. And I didn't. I didn't take sleep seriously, man. I'd be out partying. You know, I didn't take sleep seriously. And I think that did significant damage to my body, my joints. And also, I would have been more careful in, in the Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes where they tell you tap early, tap often. And you never want to tap. You don't want to lose. So guys, hyperextend your arms, crank your neck. Now I have severe arthritis in all of them. That's my fault, not their fault. Totally my fault. So yeah, I regret. I have a lot of regrets there. Okay, next one. Dan, do you believe the totalitarian regime in office is making a run at federal policing with these mandates, or that's a possibility? He listens while he's on patrol. Spectre, 9150. Um, I do. I do believe they're, they're looking at federal policing, but they're not doing it by a takeover. They can't. The Constitution will get in the way. Not that it's ever done it before. But they're trying to do it through federal consent decrees. Federal consent decrees with local police departments where they already run the police department anyway. Look it up. It's, um, it's, 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 it's the, you can run the, you can have, if it created de facto federal police force without having to federalize anyone. All right. Two more. Hey, if you could give your younger self advice, what would it be? Packers DNA. Oh, that's a good one. Number one, I would say, as I always say, collect opportunities. Every single opportunity. Okay. I skipped out on a lot of them. An extra class I could have taken. Symposiums I could have attended. Uh, parties I could have went to with people who invited me and I just wasn't a social butterfly. Collect opportunities, all you can. Get out there, meet people. You never know when that luck is going to happen. I would say also to my younger self, I would say learn how to write better. I was a terrible writer when I wrote my first book. I figured out how bad of a writer I really was. I really, a lot of hanging participles. And I focused so much on science, pre-med type stuff, and then neuropsychology. I never really worked on my writing skills. And I tell you, all that other stuff, you can learn in a Barron's book about the MCAT. The science, you can. You can teach yourself. It's very hard to teach yourself how to write if you don't focus on it while you're in school. Learn to speak clearly. I'd say never be late. I was late a lot when I was younger, unfortunately. And then when I was 16, I squared it away. And I'd say your appearance matters. Don't mess around. When I was a kid. I dressed like a slob. I dressed like a slob now. But that's, I don't need it. Now I don't care. Now I don't need to. But you asked me what I'd give my younger self. Finally. Oh, 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 I wrote myself a note here. Yes, one thing I would have told my younger self too, keep your comic books. I sold them like an idiot. So this week I went back and bought them all in a comic book store. Not all of them, but most of the comic books I had when I was a kid. I went to a place in Palm Beach and I said to the guy, hey, you have old Batman and Spider-Man comics? He had them in boxes. I went through every cover I recognized, I bought back. So I put a stack like this on the counter. True story. He's like, how many you want? I'm like, all of them. <laughs> He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, really, all of them. Took them all home, bought them all back. Cost me $880 to buy them back and about $8 to buy them all in the first place. Don't sell your comics, young Dan. All right, last question, quick one. How's Lucy? 
We haven't had a Lucy update recently. Lucy's the best. I love Lucy. I've turned into such a dog person. She's like a, a kid in my family. Here's a picture. She's the happiest dog you've ever seen. If you want to see Lucy, go to rumble.com slash Bongino. Scroll to the end of the show. She's probably the happiest dog around. Did you put up that picture of me when I was a kid? You did. Oh, you put, that was a picture of young me at my communion. He put up before. So if you want to see young Dan and Lucy, go to rumble.com slash Bongino. Thanks for the great questions. We went a little bit over today. Please check out my Fox show tomorrow, unfiltered at 10 p.m. I promise we are going to erupt in the beginning. Don't miss it. 10 p.m., the Fox News channel. Set your DVR. And please download the Locals app. Follow me there. Download the app is free. You can check out content there. There's some subscription stuff, some not. Locals.com, locals.com slash dbongino. That's my site. Check it out. See you all on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.